Welcome to Reawakening You with Michelle Spexarth. I am your host, and this is episode four, Taking Back Your Power. Hello, my beautiful friends. I hope that you had a great weekend and that the start to your week is going well. Um, we are doing, we have tournaments this weekend for high school girls basketball, and we are doing that. And then we've got just regular practices and school. And so we're just kind of trudging along <laughs> doing those things, um, which is fantastic. Um, I also wanted to, I had some coaching last week, and so I wanted to touch base on some of the things that came up that I had forgotten for myself that it's huge. So here we go. Um, I realized that um, I had already forgotten that when we hear the people talking in our heads that it's negative. This probably isn't us, and this is something that is really, really important to take some time with because it makes a huge difference. So I remember that, you know, I used to basically just talk negative to myself all the time. I would never have spoken that way to somebody else, but I did, I spoke to myself that way all the time. And there was one day that I was sitting and it came back in. And I was like, wait a minute, whose voice is that? And this could be a worker that you, or a boss that you had. It could be um, a parent. It could be uh, another sibling. It could be a spouse, a friend. It could be any of those things. And so when you hear that, and when you just sit down and you really listen and take the time to just kind of hone in on that, I will bet you it's not your own voice. And so when I realized that, I was, I, you know, I was able to be aware of that. And so when it would come up again, I would listen. Um, okay, whose voice is it? Okay, I know exactly whose voice it is, and I know that that person does not know the truth about me. They do not know um, just what I'm capable of. They are just projecting their feelings onto me, or they just wanted to be mean. So what you can do with this is that once you are aware of that voice, then you can just sit with it. And when you sit with it, you are going to basically um, listen to what they're saying and then really analyze that. And I had to write this down. And so this might be helpful for you to do also is just to be able to write it down. And when I wrote it down, I wrote all the things that were on there. I realized that, you know what, honestly, <laughs> those things aren't true. They really aren't. And so I was able to go from that point and write down what I knew to be true about myself from my, you know, past things that I had done or that I had made them true about myself because I was hearing that person talk in my head. But I didn't have to let that be my truth. I get to choose what my truth is. And that is kind of the direction that I wanted to go with this. But I wanted to intro with that because I want everybody to really sit and think about what do you hear in your head? 
Who do you hear in your head? Um, and now that I have really done a lot of work in that space, I have realized, or I, I'm to a place where very rarely do I hear somebody else's voice in my head other than my own. But it took me a long time to be aware of that and to really give that my attention and call it out for what it was, that it's not true. And it's not who I want to be. It's not who I am. And there may be some truths in there. But you know what, you get to pick whether you are okay with that being a truth about you, or if that's something that you want to change. And it's totally up to you. So the other thing that I was realizing, and I, I did come up with this saying myself, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember it exactly right. But a lot of us feel like we have rebellious spirits. I know that I have felt that way for a long time, that I have a rebellious spirit. And I've had some friends tell me that too. And so I started really thinking about that. And when we choose to rebel, um, we are acting out against other people, but it really only hurts us. So I want you to really think about that too. When we act out against other people in rebellion, most of the time we don't hurt them. We just hurt ourselves. And this, I, I was just really giving it some thought. And I'm like, that is so disempowering. When we rebel against other people, we are disempowering ourselves. And... When you feel empowered by your own self, you no longer have the feeling of wanting to rebel because they're them and you are you and whatever they choose to do is whatever they choose to do and you are free to choose whatever you want to do too. And so that just really hit home for me too. So I want to say it again is rebellion is against others, but it only hurts you. Um, just like when we talk about when you're trying to get back at somebody and you, you know, you drink the poison, but you think it's going to hurt them. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt them at all. Um, and I also realized that when we were in that abusive situation, that a lot of our choices were taken away from us or we gave them away. I like to say that I gave it away because it makes me feel more empowered. But I also, um, you know, and, and we could have bucked against them being adamantly with what they wanted to do. You know, a lot of times we weren't allowed to do things. We, um, we, let them have their way. We did whatever like that with that. And when we did that, we did. We gave away our power. And in that, we disempowered ourselves. And so we've gotten ourselves into a place over this long period of time. I know this is true for myself, is that, you know, I just gave my power away. And then I got to where I didn't even know how to really make a decision on my own, I didn't feel like. I mean, I still did, but there was lots of places that I didn't. And or that I didn't feel confident to make a decision. And so when I looked at that, and I was seeing friends of mine around me that that were feeling the same way, I, 
I, it was just like, kind of like, that's very interesting. And we have to train ourselves back or train ourselves to be able to make decisions. And it can be something as small as deciding a paint color for your living room. It can be um, taking control of how much you're drinking or how much you're eating or any of those um buffering habits that we do. We may be trying to punish somebody around us by overeating. Well, that if you don't feel the, you know, if you're going to make me do this and I'm going to go eat a Twinkie, <laughs> you know, um, but really it only hurts us. Um, so this week, what I want to offer you is I want you to just be aware. I want you to be aware of who you hear in your head when you're talking to yourself. And then I also want you to be aware of when it comes time to make a decision, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like panic and anxious about it? Because I know that I did and I still do. I still have things. We were in the the paint store the other day and I was trying to decide to paint for the living room and we're picking out swatches and I lost it. I mean, I didn't cry, but I was super close and it was, you know, when I looked at it later, it was like, I'm afraid I'm going to make the wrong decision. And that comes from that anxiousness of, you know, the, my past and trying to make a decision on that. And I know it seems super silly, but I mean, it came down to that. And so I grabbed some swatches and we left. And uh, since then, I have made the decision of what color I'm going to paint the living room. I have not purchased it yet, but I know exactly what I'm going to do. But it's because I allow myself that space to, you know, feel anxious and to look at it and realize that this was coming from me being afraid to make a decision that was maybe not perfect. So what if the color I pick isn't perfect? What difference does it make? I can pick a different one later on. But I wasn't giving myself that space to do that. And um, some of them are, some of these are way bigger decisions. Like if you find yourself overeating because you're um, rebelling rebelling against somebody or because you are um, trying to comfort yourself because of something that they did, you know, to you, so you think, um, it's just a circumstance. Um, but this is, we're hurting ourselves. And our first job is to be aware. And when we can be aware of our own being, and when we can be aware of our own thoughts about stuff, that is the turning point for everything. That is where when we can be aware and really look at it and look at it as, oh, well, that's very interesting. Not look at it as, oh my gosh, I can't believe I thought that. That's terrible. No, just give yourself the space. Be like, huh, look what I think about that. That's the first step. And when we can actually be aware of those kinds of things, the next step is that we can 
do something about it, that we can take back the power. We can take back our power for ourselves. And when we can do that, then we get the self-control that we need to make wise decisions to care for ourselves. Because I know that a lot of the decisions I made were not to care for myself. They were to please everybody around me. They were to make everybody around me happy. And then I suffered. And I was fine to suffer because I was just like, well, I'm doing it for the people that I love. But But I wasn't taking care of myself. And so today, those are the things that I would like to leave you with is um, when we take back our power, the first step is to be aware of what we're thinking and aware of what we are doing and who we hear in our head. And then when we've got that, then we can move forward from there and we can make some really good progress on taking back our power and making decisions that are good for us good for the people around us, and we can start thriving and we can start making some of those dreams come true. So until next week, guys, I just hope that you have a fantastical week and I love you and I am just super excited to hear how this has helped you. So have a good week.